Welcome to GRIT, the Real Estate Growth Mindset Podcast, hosted by Brian Charlesworth, founder of Sisu. Sisu provides growth automation software for real estate. You'll hear stories from real estate thought and technology leaders, team owners, and brokers on how to grow their business in a rapidly changing industry. You'll learn how to transform your brokerage and teams into a high-performing and analytics-driven business so you have a new, durable, competitive advantage against disruption in your market. So let's get right into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Grit Podcast. I'm Brian Charlesworth, the host of the show and the CEO of Sisu, which is the growth automation software for real estate. And today, I have a special guest with me, Jim Remley. Jim, geez, he's been in real estate for how many years now, Jim? 31 years. This 31 year. years. Okay, yeah. so when Jim first got in the business, Jim actually, like, in his first few years, sold 150 listings, which to me is incredible. I jumped into the business for a short period and did 48 transactions my first year. But <laughs> 150, I can't even comprehend that. I don't think, I don't think that's something I would be able to do. So... Anyway, congratulations on that. But from Thank there, you. he grew uh, his own business, opened up 17 offices, became one of the largest John L. Scott brokerages, which for those of you who aren't from the uh, Northwest, you may not be familiar with John L. Scott, but super uh, credible, relevant brokerage up in the Northwest. And uh, I've heard a lot of great things about them. Uh, Jim sold that business a few years ago and uh, started a coaching company about four years ago called E-Real Estate Coach. And so uh, anyway, coaching mostly brokerages, I believe. Is that right, Jim? Yeah, uh, majority of my students are, are brokerage owners, um, but I do also coach some, some high-level teams and some agents as well, so I do a mix, but uh, really love the, the brokerage coaching because it's uh, something I'm, I'm kind of passionate about and I love to do. Yeah, and obviously you've had tremendous success growing uh, coaching. Maybe share a little bit more with us, or growing brokerages. Maybe share a little bit more with us about like what kind of volume, what kind of numbers you were doing as a brokerage owner. So in, um, I got recruited to come down and work with a, a John L. Scott office here in Southern Oregon. So if you've never been to Southern Oregon, we're just over the border from California. So uh, beautiful Medford and Ashland, uh, but. Um, the market's pretty small. I mean, population base of about 80,000 in Medford. Um, Ashland's about 5,000. Uh, but we're selling about a billion dollars in real estate this year in that small little market. And um, we're in the top 500 companies in America competing with uh, companies, you know, in New York and LA and Atlanta and Chicago. So we're proud of those numbers. And the, the way people ask me all the time, how does, how do you do that? I mean, how does that happen? <laughs> I mean, what's, what's yeah, the what, secret what's sauce? Your point up there, by the way? I think to make uh, it a relevant topic for people, what's your price? Yeah. Point? So we just crossed the $300,000 threshold. So we're at 306 is our average price last month. Okay. So um, pretty comparable probably to the average nationwide, I would guess. Yeah, exactly. Right in there, right in there, not super high. Um, so you know, about 2,500 transactions last year to put it in a transactional unit um, kind of viewpoint. Um, the, the biggest thing I think for us uh, in, in building a brokerage is, you know, two things really, it's retaining great agents and recruiting great agents and building a culture that attracts people. It's attracting people and uh, really having them be passionate about your brand. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, that's, that's really what all the brokerage coaching focuses on is 
how do we create a, a brand that's super attractive with great tools, great training, great support staff that just attracts great talent. It's not necessarily one of the biggest traps I think people get into is thinking it's always about commissions. And it's not, it's not yeah. about commissions. It's about productivity. And um, I just had this conversation yesterday with a brokering, a broker student who was competing, you know, with other brokerages and they're saying, should I lower my fees? And I said, absolutely not. Um, that's not the solution because yeah. then they're going to lower their fees and then you're going to lower your fees and pretty soon you're all working for free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, you know, there's a, there's an agent here um, in our neighborhood and my wife, obviously she runs a team. She has a brokerage now of 50 agents and runs a team of uh, 25 agents. And um, anyway, she, this, this uh, individual competes just like in this high higher priced home area and uh really just does stuff pretty much in his own neighborhood which he happens to be our neighbor so he just rolled out one percent listings wow. i'm like why did you do that to yourself that yeah, is crazy. the stupidest thing you could ever do crazy that's more work and less money i mean yeah. and and you're kind of saying to everybody that it's about commodity that we're all just a commodity that there's no differentiation points here that you're just going to go with the lowest lowest bidder Exactly. Kind of situation and uh that's exactly the wrong approach that you just go down the slippery path right totally um, agree. so for us it's always about how can we build um value in the brand and that's really what it is and uh you know i i, I like some of the things gary v has to say one of the things he says is that branding is the key to you know to value right now and yeah. branding is huge right i mean we can all deliver similar things but it's the brand that's going to differentiate you and so yeah, we look for absolutely. we look for we look for value differentiation um, and how do you build that? How do you support that? How do you help people develop? I think that's absolutely the key. I actually gave a speech yesterday or, or the day before on um, how to build an accountable culture, a culture of accountability, right? And I think culture is such a key part of a brokerage and so many brokerages don't really focus on that. How do they differentiate themselves? So I'd love to hear from your perspective because you know way more about this than I do. All I know is my wife has a company. She's doing a great job building a culture. Yeah. I have a company that is actually focused on something you just said, which is increasing agent productivity yeah. and not just agent productivity, but brokerage productivity. And part of that is around culture because it addresses the four disciplines of execution. But I mean, what's the key driver for culture in your, in your eyes? So one of my good friends told me one time, she said, um, uh, Jim, you know, you can have a company with a great strategy, right? Um, but if the culture sucks, you're never going to go to work, right? You're not going to want to go into that building. Yeah. So, and she said, my point is that that culture trumps strategy every day of the week. It beats strategy. And you see that so often with companies that have great tech, they've got great systems, they got great value, but they've got terrible leadership when it comes to building a culture that people enjoy working in. Right. Yeah. So uh, we, um, we, we do it in a lot of different ways. I'll give you a, a couple of examples. Um, yeah, one hear. is that um, we believe in bringing the whole family into the business, not just the individual agent. So the, it's, it's a family, it's, real estate's a family operation. I mean, cause you're, you're operating a business. So one thing that we're doing this coming Friday uh, we've rented a whole island in our market. <laughs> we call it Discovery Island. You can only get there by jet boat. So uh, we're still social distancing. Everybody's wearing masks. It's legal in our state. But uh, we're jet boating everybody out to this private island. We have a band there. We have food there. We've got wine and beer and games for the kids. 
and all the families are invited, but because it's open air, we're able to, to socially distance, enjoy yeah. time together, have conversation and bond as groups and bond as families instead of just agents doing transactions. Yeah, that's so when one you of the, say everybody, how mm -hmm. many agents do you have? Uh, we have 190 agents. Okay, so 190 agents doing 2,500 transactions, you said? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And you're taking these 190, not agents, 190 families. Families. Out so, to this island. Yeah. Tell us more. This is amazing. I love it. <laughs> so we're taking them to a private island. Uh, by the way, it's if you've ever seen, you've probably seen the jet boats. They, they'll do spins. Everybody gets soaking wet, laughing. You know, it's a, it's a great time on the way out. Um, but the idea is that we want the kids, we want the wives, the spouses, the girlfriends, the boyfriends, that we want them to meet each other. We want them to talk to each other. We want them to interact. We want them to tell war stories and just connect in a different way. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a great, um, I have this philosophy that experiential marketing is the best mar kind of marketing you can possibly do. So experiential marketing means that if I, if you're my customer and I sell you a house and I give you a closing gift and it's a gift basket or it's a, a round of golf or whatever, you'll quickly forget that. You'll thank me, but then it will be forgotten in a few weeks. You can't probably remember the gifts you got last year. It's probably out of your mind. But if I give you a round of golf, but I change it and I say, instead of a round of golf, I'm going to buy you a golf lesson. That's going to take strokes off your game with a, with a great pro that I know. Now, because I've taken strokes off your game, you're going to remember that forever. It'll be impossible almost for you to forget that experience. Every, every time you play golf, you're going to remember. Every time you play golf. Yeah. So this experience that we're having with everybody on this island, it's almost impossible for them to forget it. I mean, when I say to them five years from now, remember when we went to Discovery Park and we rode the jet boats together? They'll remember it. That's yes. the difference between what a lot of brokers, brokerages are doing and what we're doing is we're building experiences. So we do, we do a, we, we can't, we've rebranded it. We used to call it a social night, social event, because social is <laughs> X and A right now. We're just calling them events. And so we'll do events all the time. We've had to make how, a how lot often? of these. I mean, when I hear this. And six what to eight, sizes? Like six, six to eight weeks, we'll do a small version. Six to eight weeks, let's say outside of COVID, no COVID going on. Every six to eight weeks, we're getting together. We mix it up with adult events and kid-friendly events. So an adult event will be, we'll take over, we took over Jefferson Spirits, which is a whiskey bar in town. Whiskey okay. and cigars, anybody wants to come. Uh, so you'll get, you know, 50, 60 people at that event. Uh, then we'll do uh, go-kart racing. Whole families are invited. We'll have 200 people and take over the go-kart uh, area in our town racing go-karts. And we pay for everything. Um, and then another example would be we have a local regional baseball club here. We'll rent the pavilion. We'll bring in the family's barbecue, watch the baseball game, you know, watch the national anthem together. And, you know, that's a family event. So those are the kinds of things we're doing every eight weeks or so. Okay. Uh, we have to adjust for COVID. Let me give you an example of how we've adjusted for COVID. Um, we were going to complete shutdown like a lot of the country right now. Um, and we did uh, a, what we called our John L. Scott Kids Day. So the John L. Scott Kids Day through Zoom was one of our staff members would do a, a scavenger hunt or a game or something for all these parents that have kids at home that are trapped at home. And the parents are going crazy. Kids are going crazy. So all these kids, and we started getting 60, 70, 80 kids on this Zoom call. We had to expand our Zoom to make it work so that um, they would be so excited to play the scavenger hunt, to play the online bingo. And then what we would do is when people, the kids would win, we would have our staff go deliver a gift to their door. Social distance, virtual drop by, 
this is a gift for the child. Those are the kinds of experiences that no one ever will forget. <laughs> yeah, that's that's genius. So you do these events every six to eight weeks, the smaller events. How large? How often do you do these large events? I mean, this event you're doing on this island sounds like it's huge. Once a year or twice a year? Or what so is that's a, a great question. We do a, a, a big, um, we try to do a big winter event and a big summer event. So normally, so that th this sounds big, but it's actually a scaled down event. This island event sounds huge, but it's scaled down. This is a just an event for our own crew, our own agents. Um, normally every year in June or July, we do what's called our cap party. It's our client appreciation party. And when I first uh, started to run the company, it was in our parking lot and we'd bring in tents and we'd have barbecue and we'd have some fun games out in the parking lot of the office. We quickly outgrew that. Then we went to a winery and then we went to a complete outdoor event center. Last year, we were at this outdoor event center uh, in a beautiful Jacksonville, Oregon, historic town. We were the largest event they had ever had in Jacksonville. We had 2000 people in attendance at this event. And so here's how this event works. It works like this. I say to you, you're a top agent of my company or you're any agent of my company. You don't have to be a top agent. You can invite 10 of your best clients to this event, 10 of your best clients and their families, not just the client. Mm -hmm. We'll pay for their beer, their wine, their food. We'll have a live band there. Um, of course, the leadership will be there. You can have your own private little area where you can have it, you know, for you. And here's what we do to make it special, too, is we bring in the CEO of the franchise, Lennox Scott, who's the great grandson of John L. Scott, who owns the franchise. He flies down. It's one of his favorite events to attend all year because it's so fun. And he's shaking hands and kissing babies like a politician there. Uh, and so you can say, I'm going to introduce you to the, the owner of the franchise. You know, we've got the leadership here and everybody's having a great time. We're all partying. You know, it's a fun, fun event. So that's actually our biggest event every year. We can't do it because of COVID. So we scaled it down to this island event. Hmm. Very nice. I love it. Okay. Well, that's, that alone <laughs> is a great lesson for everybody. Let's jump into some other topics. So sure. right now we have one of the lowest inventories of all time. Yeah. What's going to happen here? What can people do? How do we address this? I mean, I being as close to the business as I am with my wife having a real estate business, like, I know it's hard to find a buyer a home today. Yeah, it That's is. It's, so it, what it is, it's like, a, it's like a pond in the middle of a desert in the middle of summer. And that pond is shrinking every day. Every day it's getting smaller. Every measurement we take, it's the lowest in history. And so the, we have, we have a ch the challenge is sellers, it's not that they don't want to sell, is that they're afraid to sell right now. So they're afraid to sell on on two different levels. They're afraid to sell, number one, because of COVID, which is a legitimate concern, and they're afraid to have people in their house. So number one, agents have to straight on address the COVID concern. You cannot, you cannot just pretend it's not happening. You have to be very, very conscious of, I've got to address this head on. And so uh, when you are doing posting, when you are talking to your audience, you got to say, listen, I've adopted a nine point plan, a 10 point plan for my uh, homeowners to stay safe when we're showing property and for my buyers to stay safe while we're looking at property. Here's my 10 point plan. So you're just head on dealing with this so that sellers get a sense of, well, if I do list, at least I want to list with this person because at least they're addressing this situation. Yeah. And then you also are showing through social media uh, posts and through you know your email, your communication, your video, your, your YouTube, that you're actually engaging in that behavior. So if I'm wiping down a lockbox after a use, I'm wiping down a cabinet, I'm getting a picture of that. If I'm wearing a mask and my clients are wearing a mask, I'm getting a picture of that. 
So I'm showing, uh, you know, my commitment to staying safe. So that's number one. Number two is the second reason why people are not listing their house is because of a self-fulfilling uh, prophecy that's happening is because they're looking at the market and they're saying, I can't find replacement housing. If I'm going to sell, I'm afraid I'm not going to find what I need to buy. And so when that happens, then even less inventory comes on the market, which creates an even worse problem. So it's, a, it's like a, a compounding problem. So we have to address that issue head on. And we have to first say to every one of our potential seller clients, I'm never going to leave you homeless. That's never going to happen with me. And here's how I'm going to ensure that doesn't happen. Number one, I can include, if we need to, I can include language into your listing and on any contract that says our sale is contingent on you finding replacement housing. So if, if you're uncomfortable, if you haven't found your dream home yet, that that's what we'll do. We'll, we'll make sure you're never homeless. So we put that in. That makes it gives them a level of comfort. Second thing is, and this is the most missed opportunity from agents, is you've got to treat sellers like buyers instantaneously. So when you say to me, Jim, I, I'm, I would probably consider selling, but I'm afraid I can't find what I want. I don't say, oh, I'm just going to wait till COVID ends. I say, well, I understand. Do you mind if I start looking for a home for you right now? Tell me what your dream home looks like. And I instantly start treating them as a buyer so that I begin to unlock that thought process. And I'm going to start reporting to them. Here's a listing. Here's a listing. Here's a listing. Here's a listing. So that's the second thing to do. The third thing I do is I demonstrate to them some other maybe creative things I could do. One is I talk about equity in their home. Um, like I'll say, let me ask you do, you, do you have equity in your home? And if they say I, they have significant equity, I can say, well, let me give you an idea here. It's just a thought. It's a way for you to buy your next house with zero pressure and sell your current house with zero pressure. I call it the zero pressure alternative. <laughs> and that's by getting a bridge loan on your current house to buy your next house. And that way we get you into that house, you get settled, we put your other house on the market and that's gonna sell. It'll probably sell with multiple offers. But that way you don't have a, you know, a stress point there. So, I mean, those are a few uh, simple things that we need to do, but the two things we're addressing is lack of supply, how we're gonna deal with that and the COVID fear. Because the amount of people that are wanting to sell has not changed. They just are not taking action. There was a, a flash survey that was done by, it's been done several weeks in a row by NAR. And the flash survey revealed that 25% uh, of the people that were putting their house in the market are still doing so. But 65% of the people that would can put their house on the market have pushed the pause button because of COVID and they're waiting for it to resolve. So 65% of these people are out there. Um, so what's happened with a lot of agents is they pulled back from prospecting. It's exactly the wrong thing to do. Uh, if you look at that 25% number and it relates right to your tech, what you guys have, if you say, that only 25% of the normal population is gonna list right now, that means I have to go 4X on my lead gen to get to an even playing field of what I would have done last year at the same time. So if you think you're gonna lead gen at the same rate you did last year and get the same result, not gonna happen. You're going, to, on the listing side, on the listing side, you're gonna to have to go 4X, right? Yeah. Now that doesn't mean all that, all those people you're coming in contact with that says I'm gonna pause is wasted effort because they will come to market at some point, either because you've convinced them to or because COVID resolves. And now you've got all this business you've stacked up. So you're getting that, you're staying even and you're stacking business. So just a few points there. Yeah, very valuable, great advice. If you've been enjoying Grit, please help us continue to grow the channel by leaving a five-star review and sharing it with a friend. Now back to Grit. <laughs> um, let's talk about how important this sphere is right now. 
Yeah, your sphere, I mean, always sphere is number one. I just, I'm having all my agents do a mid-year review. So we go back and we, and I recommend every agent that's watching this, every brokerage that's watching this, encourage your agents to do so. And your tech allows us to do this so easily and so beautifully. I mean, if you're not using this technology, it's amazing. But uh, if you go back from January 1st to July 1st and you look at that window and say, what did I do? Where did my business come from? First of all, you should measure yourself against last year at the same time. See how your performance is, is ranking you. Are you rising? Are you falling? Where's your business uh, coming from? Is it buyers? Is it sellers? What's your average sales price? Is it going up? Is it going down? Um, and look at that. But the one thing you should all be looking at is the genesis and the genesis is where did this client come from that you sold a house to in the last six months? When you look at those numbers, typically eight out of 10 of them will come from your sphere. And then the question mark is, uh, what am I doing about that? How am I leveraging this opportunity with my sphere to grow that number? So when I, when I look, I just had a coaching call this morning with a student and we were talking about being range bound. And this is a, a young lady that's been in the business several years and she's been doing business at about a, a pace of about $5 million a year. Now some years she'll go to 6 million and a couple of years she went to six and a half million, but other years she went to four and a half. But over a 10 year period, the range is in the five to six to $7 million range. And then I asked her the key question, which every broker that's watching this can do the same thing. And the key question is, okay, let's talk about how big your sphere is. Now her sphere is about a hundred people. And I said, and I'm gonna guess, just you know, my psychic brain here telling me, is that you are probably closing nine to 10 transactions a year based on a sphere of 100 people, am I right? She said, yes. And I said, and, and sometimes you get lucky. In one year, you get you have a, a somebody that's your cousin or your friend or your brother, somebody met in the grocery store, some open house attendee will give you a sale and it'll push you up to that 5.5, 6 million that you're not used to. And you'll think, I've made it, I broke through, and then you're dragged back down. The reason you're dragged back down is your business is a direct relationship between Q2 the quantity and quality of your database. And it's the engine of your business. And she and I said, you know, the, the reality is if you have an engine that's like a, a, a Camry, nothing against Camrys, <laughs> Camry, I love Camrys too. But if it's a Camry and you're expecting like Lexus performance out of that Camry engine, you're not gonna get it. The only way you get Lexus performance is you've gotta grow your sphere to get to that level. And that's the, that's the ultimate is a lot of my coaching at the brokerage level is coaching uh, brokers to help their agents to build their sphere number, their engine, and then to, to service a problem. So that's that's the key is your, your ultimate quality and quantity. Okay, great. Um, with, with everything being digital right now, I mean, the, the industry's changed and it's been interesting to watch as companies have come in, and I know you have some opinions of using Zillow or not using Zillow. I wanna talk about that in a minute, but, um, companies coming in and trying to disrupt the industry. And I mean, they have disrupted the industry. Yeah. I mean, if you look at Zillow, Zillow and uh, OpCity or Realtor now, uh, they're taking 35% of every transaction that they're involved with yeah. just for generating a lead, which they are becoming very quickly the largest real estate companies in the world. Yeah. That being said, though, there's a lot of other digital things going on out there today. How important is it to embrace these things? And I mean, in all aspects of the business, there are so many things that you're doing as, as an agent that can be replaced by that being automated. Well, it's interesting how OpCity came about. Um, and if you, you look at it, that was Zillow with their concierge program, which is basically OpCity as well. 
um, what they both identified was the hole in our industry, which is it's a gaping hole that they just drove a, a freight train through and are, are now reaching deep into our pockets for is our lack of follow up as an industry. So we um, as an industry just don't follow up. So we're always looking for the now client and the now client only represents about 25 to 30% of the people that contact you through any kind of online lead gen. And the rest of them, I mean, this, this has been studied by Google, by NAR, is that when you get that online lead, uh, the vast majority, more like 75, 70% of those people are not going to do business for six to nine months. And if you do not have a follow-up system in place for that six to nine month window, you're wasting 70% of your marketing dollars right out the window. And so what OpCity did and Realtor.com now and, and Concierge has done is that they stay with those clients for months on end with texts and calls and, and, and follow through and follow through and follow through until they elevate it and they hand it off to us because we want the now client. And then we go sell them a house and we pay for that service. We pay dearly for it. We pay thousands, tens of thousands of dollars for that service because we're failing to follow up. So there's only two solutions to this. A, you either say, you know what? I'm okay with it. I'm going to pay the referral fee and it's okay. I'm just going to deal with it. Yeah. Um, or B, you fix your follow-up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. And I, I'm going to be honest and transparent. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you that I've done both at my company. Okay. So no matter how much I preach this and I'm a coach and a trainer and, you know, done it for many years, no matter how much I tell, tell my agents to do this, there's still a certain group of agents that will not do it. Right. There's a certain group of agents who will do it and a certain group of agents that will not do it. Um, so we use OpCity and actually we use OpCity for all of our online lead gen. And I'm going to say, people think I'm a little bit nuts, but I've tested this thoroughly in my office. We've done equal ad spends, $6,000 a month with Realtor.com, 6000 with Zillow. We matched them head to head. We used uh, Five Street only to capture leads and scrape the leads, send them to our agents. And then we asked our agents to track all response, all, you know, all contact with them. And then we matched that against OpCity and what they do. And uh, I can just tell you that OpCity does a better job in general with online leads and then and then agents do because they got a warehouse of people and they're just doing a great job of it so we're we've actually made the decision that we send all of our online leads to op city because they do a great job on follow-up mm -hmm. then what happens is um then when they get elevated to now status they get handed off to our agents for, for to work and I'll, let me just let me tell you the numbers on this um the you know if you you have zillow i have the zillow top trainer in the nation in my company to train us because we were spending a lot of money with Zillow. And this is, they, they, they were giving us the best ideas that they possibly had for lead conversion. And they openly admitted that their lead conversion is about 3% for all leads that they're sending to agents uh, when the agent takes the lead um, and just runs the lead. We're, what we're getting right now with ours is 18% conversion. So 18% of leads wow. that OpCity hands us, we're converting into a sale, which, um, you know, we're, we're, we're pushing through 350 to 400 leads a month through OpCity. It's working. I mean, it pays. Now, all that being said, I would much prefer the agents take control of this situation. I would much control prefer the agents say, I'm going to create a follow-up system that lasts for a full year, and I'm going to stick with this and not give away 35%. Do you guys run ISAs, just out of curiosity? Do we run what? ISAs, so inside. Oh yeah, ISAs. We don't as a company. I know a lot of companies do, um, but we do have a lot of agents that have ISAs in our office, uh, teams, okay. I should say. 
So I did a I did a podcast a few weeks ago with um, Robbie T, who is from Hatch Coaching, who hatches they coach specifically and only ISA how to build an ISA team. Yeah, and um, you know, some one of the things we were talking about was companies like Structurely, which happened to be on that interview, but also companies like Call Action, Ylopo, some of those companies. Are you using any of those companies? How do you feel about that and like regurgitating some of those old leads in your database as you're talking about database. I think I've actually had a, we, we're not using Ylopo um, because of our MLS local rules uh, don't prevent us from doing that. But uh, I think actually Ylopo is a great system and looking at it, I've, I've looked at it, I've met with those guys, a uh, good system. I, I think that their AI on Ylopo, it looks very impressive to me. Um, uh, and, I, and what I'm telling agents now is I want you to look out five years from now, look out 10 years from now. We're already experiencing this as consumers and we don't even know it, but AI is getting so sophisticated that when we go into any chat with any major company, we're not talking to people at this point. We're talking to AI until it gets elevated to a point that we're handed off uh, mm -hmm. to somebody. Some people are, some companies are transparent with that and, some, and they tell you that you're dealing with AI, but a lot aren't. And in the future, I don't think they're going to be transparent with it. They're going to keep you in the AI system as long as possible. And it'll be very, very difficult for you to tell the difference. Um, it's but getting, if you it's think, getting more and more difficult every day. Every day. Yeah. You look at Zillow, for instance, who has literally billions of dollars to spend and every incentive to make this work. And so if Zillow or Realtor.com you know, really digs into AI and says, we are going to go so deep on AI that it'll be almost impossible to tell an agent, be, you know, between an agent and this person. And then AI can answer any question that that person throws at them. I mean, your, you watch your referrals will go from 35% to 40%, to 45%, to 50%, to 60%. We're going to be glorified showing agents if we're not careful. So we have to really work hard on how are we going to either adopt AI like with Structurally and put it in our own systems in our own businesses, um, or we're gonna have to get really good at follow-up on a human level. People always prefer human level contact, but we have, to, we have to be really open to what's going on in the market. The thing is with texting, and I mean, you said it, people don't know it's not human, right? And so adopt it because the, the AI is always going to follow up. Right, every time. <laughs> the human is not, and so, yeah. So if you want to produce at higher levels, I think that's going to be a key. So I, yeah, it's adoption of it and making it work for you. Don't work against it, work it, work with it. I think that's the key. You're either riding a wave or you're getting crushed by the wave. It's, it's all about when you got on that wave. If you're, if you're, uh, if you're somebody that's been in the water, you, you felt that, you know, wave curl over you and get crushed. You just got to be watching. And that's why people that are smart in this industry always have their, their vision on the horizon. You know, agents that are suffering are always in the water looking straight down. <laughs> you got to be looking at what's coming at you. And sometimes you have to swim towards it in order to catch the wave. Yeah. Jim, you seem to be like super savvy as far as marketing goes. Um, you have a zero cost marketing strategy. Tell, tell us more about that because what you just shared is absolutely not zero cost, right? No. <laughs> That's lots of cost. <laughs> so, and, and you guys have the money to, to drive out and pay a lot for those leads, but, but what about somebody who's starting out and maybe doesn't have 15, 20 grand to spend on Zillow every month? What, what do you do at that point? 
Well, it's all going to boil down to your sphere and really elevating your sphere to a, a, a higher uh, value relationship. So I'm, I'm going to give you an example of this. One of the um, one of the things I've learned in coaching high, the highest level teams in the country, people that are producing at, at super high levels, is that when they refer to clients, they never say this client. They don't say my buyer, my seller. Almost universally, when you're talking to them, they say my friend. They refer to their clients as friends. And you say, how do they get to that point of friendship with a client? It's because of the way that they develop the relationship. And instead of looking at clients as clients, we have to look at them. How do I develop this into a deeper relationship and become more of a friend uh, and get to that level and take people to this uh, higher level of uh, relationship? And so that's free. You know, conversation is free. Talking to people is free. Networking is free. Sitting down with people uh, is free. And here's the biggest thing that um, every single agent can do is to learn their aspirational goals of everybody in their sphere. So this is an interesting question. When I ask this in an audience, I say, how many people here would describe that they have maybe a top 10 list of people that really help them in the, in their, in the industry? Everybody here should have like a top 10 list. Have you got that kind of in your mind? You could click through top 10, maybe top five. Everybody says yes. I say, now, how many of you know, without a doubt, what their aspirational goals are for your top 10 people in your list, what they want to accomplish in business and life. If you don't know the answer to that, then how are they going to know the answer that you have for yourself? You know, if you don't know their goals, they certainly don't know yours. And that's because you haven't elevated that relationship to a friendship status. You've got to take it to the next level and go deep with people about what it is they're trying to accomplish in life. And we start helping them to get there. Your doors will unlock and you will start to get a steady stream of referrals and that and that's that's free let me give you one tactical tip though one tactical tip i've been giving everybody this week <laughs> with my coaching students as we start to uh you know look at what we can do just at home if we're trapped at home or what can we do you know tactically and this is something that's so simple everybody has got a cell phone we all have our cell phone we all have a uh our contact we should add in our in, in our cell phone we all have our own personal contact you have to have that but most people haven't actually filled out their own contact information that what we call their V card in their phone, which is you in your own phone. Yeah. Most people don't have their picture on their V card. Most picture, most people don't have their website on their V card or multiple websites. Most people don't have their Facebook address or their Instagram address or their mobile phone or all the things that they need or their marketing message. So you should fill that out. And then here's the trick is you then take, take time and you text out your V card to everybody in your database because not everybody in your database has your contact information. And you simply say, hey, I just wanted to send you my updated information this morning. By the way, feel free to share it with any of your friends and family that are thinking about buying or selling a home this year. And it's such a simple tactical thing that no one is doing um, that you can just you know, have some fun with today. Yeah, that's great. I know the new uh, Apple update as of a few months ago, if you send somebody a text, and they don't have your V card, you can actually choose to share that with them, right? Oh, that's great, I love that, I didn't know that. So yeah, great. that's the, that's, and it sends your picture out, it sends it all, right? So do you wanna share great. this with people? So so anyway, um, take advantage of that, share it with as many people as you can. I think that's great advice. Jim, I know you are short on time, we have a couple of minutes left. Is there anything else that you just wanna hit on with people before before we close this out? Uh, you know, if you you look at our audience, um, I believe most of our audience is mostly top team owners and top broker owners. So mm -hmm. what advice would you have for that group? 
I think that you've already shared. You've already shared a, an abundance of, of wealth and knowledge, but what, yeah. what else? Is there any like one last thing? Hey, you've got to do this. Well, I think in this environment, um, the danger of having a lot of agents sitting at home and having a lot of agents not engaged at the same level they may be engaged with is that people can start to have an inward focus instead of an outward focus. And the inward focus is what the company maybe is not doing, what the team is not doing for me. And the only way you can combat that and get people outwardly focused, which is back on the market, back on client service, back on lead generation, is by delivering value to them almost daily, even multiple times a day. And that could be as simple as you guys, if you're a team leader or a broker owner, having a text group where you're texting everybody a positive message like, hey guys, here's my positive message today. Here's an idea for today. It could be that you have a closed Facebook group, which everybody should have at this point in their life for your team, for your group, and you're posting um, ideas, strategy, um, scripts on there, and you're just a constant coach. And that's the thing I think, you know, people talk about hiring coaches, but every broker owner, every team leader by default has to be a coach. You have to be a coach and you have to be not just a business coach, but a life coach. I'm doing more life coaching most of the time than I am business coaching and getting people in a mindset to work hard and get them uh, in a mindset to lead generate. Uh, so yep. those are the things I would recommend is just getting everybody, staying everybody, you know, outwardly focused and, and focused on the market, not focused on what's going wrong. Yeah. I mean, if people aren't in the minds, right mindset, they're never going to be effective, right? So no, never getting them to that elevation is a key part of it. And it's been fun for me to watch. That's like my wife, with her brokerage, her main thing is every Wednesday, she has training on mindset. Love it, which, love it, love which it. Which I think is making a huge difference in the culture as well, so. Here's a, here's a fun idea real quick. I'll give you another quick tactical. Uh, here's a great book, by the way, called The Talent Code, if you haven't read it, it's on my desk right now, but uh, is to have an internal book club with your office. And that's a, that's where everybody comes in and shares just an idea for that they pick up for the week from a, from a great, uh, doing a motivational book. So that's a fun thing we've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great idea. Jim, it's been really fun getting to know you. Uh, I'm surprised that today's the first day we've met, but <laughs> I'm looking forward to getting to know you better in the future. Thanks so pleasure, much for joining us today. It's been awesome. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. If anybody wants to learn more about the coaching, you can hop over to erealestatecoach.com. Uh, we've got a lot of great stuff over there. You can check out and make an appointment to talk to me if you like. Okay, so everyone go to erealestatecoach.com if it. you have questions for, for Jim. Is there a, an email or a phone number you'd like to leave with everybody as well, Jim? Yeah, you can. I'll give you my cell phone. This is my personal cell phone. Dangerous. Here we go. Ready? Okay, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to take uh, this down. 541-890-1929. 541-890-1929. Feel free to call or text. Okay, great. Thanks so much, Jim. Have an amazing day. My pleasure. Have a good day, guys. Thank you for joining us on our podcast. If you have an interest in a free seven-day trial of Sisu, go to sisu.co, S-I-S-U dot C-O. Make sure that you use the coupon code GRIT, that's G-R-I-T, to waive all your setup fees and receive a 10% discount on your subscription. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and want to subscribe, search GRIT, the real estate growth mindset on iTunes, Spotify, or Podbean. And with that, We'll catch you next time. Take care.